That kind of nerd. Let's start the show with comics, movies, and technology. Here we go, bringing you the segments that you're looking for, like Cape Talk screen to stream, tech perspective, and more. Cast this nerd degree and the blockbuster. Welcome to the club, cause you're that kind of nerd. Welcome everyone to That Kind of Nerds podcast, a weekly show that tells you what is going on in the nerdy world. I am CJ Mellon, joined by Josh Burns and Brian Thornton. What up? I have spoken. <laughs> if you haven't been watching The Mandalorian yet, you won't get that joke. Did you watch the second episode yet? I did not. I'm still just on the, the first one. I'll probably watch episode two tomorrow. Wait. Is it did the whole thing drop or is it one episode at a time? One, one episode, episode at a time. Ugh. But, but I don't know. Nobody got time. I'm for still that. confused as to what they did. We're gonna talk Disney Plus later. Let's 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 get some other things out of the way first. No. Disney Plus is my life now. If this is your first time listening to the show, I highly recommend you go to intro.thatkindofnerd.com, learn a little bit about us, a little bit about the show, uh, and then jump headfirst into this episode. Well, let's jump into the show by talking about the world of TV and movies in the segment that we call Stream. Whoa, we don't. In the segment that we call Screen to Stream. There we go. That's the right order of those words. Brian, this was actually a topic that you had uh, thrown into to our topic list this week. Fantasy Island is being re- reimagined as a saw-like horror movie by Blumhouse. Glad to see you're finally giving me credit for things that I bring up. That's I, good. I'm now just going to assume that anything in the show notes is by you, and then Josh is going to yell at me for not giving credit to him. But I, I, I just, I don't know which one of you two. Well, no, don't, don't put that, that evil on me. I haven't. I'm not responsible for some of this stuff. Well, I know, not everything. Uh, Brian, before we talk about this reimagining, can you just kind of give me the basic premise as to what Fantasy Island was before Blumhouse got his hands on it? Um, I, I can only tell you what I remember from reruns on Nick at Night and TV Land, which was it was a TV show starring Khan, um, i.e. Ricardo Maltaban. Um, and every episode you went to Fantasy Island and all your dreams came true and you got everything that you wanted and every episode just focused on some person's wish and that was it it was pretty mainly a happy-go-lucky thing it was hey people are getting what they asked it for. was quite wonderful yes okay so the blumhouse is like well what if we monkey pause this whole thing and whatever you wish for it takes a dark and twisted turn yes what you think of the trailer i'm in it looks interesting i'm okay with 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 the change I, I, I don't care. Well, I, you know what? I, I'm just not used to seeing Michael Pena as um Satan. So <laughs> we'll see. But other than that, I'm I'm on board. I like it. Josh, you've gone on record many a time that a lot of the horror movies that, that come across our desk get a hard nope and a nope, 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 nope. I'm usually there with you. But what do you think about uh, this reimagining of Fantasy Island? Oh, I I mean, I watched the trailer and, and I thought, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Big fat nope. What about it's the nope? Like, well, like, why? Why is this not enough to to cross the line into a maybe? Did you watch the trailer? I did. Are you sure? I did. Okay. Well, the the main reason for the nope was uh, just the trailer. Do you like the idea though that it's a like a monkey's paw thing that what you wish for it comes kind of distorted and get your comeuppance or no? What about just as a concept, not an execution, just a concept. Mm, nope nope all right resident nope i thought this was interesting 
This 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 has a see, I, the thing with Blumhouse is I don't take him too seriously anymore in the sense of oh this probably counts a nickel so it just looks like it'll be good fun. Um, it's not scary, jumpy. It's not anything like that. And I kind of like the 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 take on this. I, I'm kind of interested. I don't know if this is go to the theaters and watch it, but maybe like some that'll be on a streaming service. I'll I'll be down for. So all right, two out of three ain't bad in that kind of nerd life. That's that's, that's not bad. All right, well, Josh, how about a movie that we can maybe put in the wind column for you? Maybe something that maybe you'll you'll maybe enjoy. SpongeBob, Sponge on the Run. It's a 2020 movie. This is the third SpongeBob movie. Uh, the only thing I cared about was the surprise cameo in this trailer. So what did, what did you think about this? Why isn't it regular SpongeBob animation? Thank you. This is the problem with the last movie, too. I No, no. The last one was fine. The last one had this weird animation style again. When they went no. into the surface, like they were all oh, different. Yeah, only for a part of it. Okay. It, like, you know what I mean? Like, Sponge Out of Water wasn't. This whole thing is going to be this crappy thing. I don't want the crappy thing. I want like the regular SpongeBob. You mean this one? I, in my opinion, I, I took the other way. This is too polished. I want the crappy animation. I want the hand drawn. That's what I just said. I but that's right. not the crappy. I don't think that's crappy. Right, right. I like I like the regular SpongeBob animation. I don't want this one. Yeah, I don't I, like. I, I haven't showed it to my kids yet, and and my kids like SpongeBob, and I don't know if they're going to like this because it's it's different. This isn't normal SpongeBob. And then, of course, because it is the the year of our Lord of 2019, it's Keanu Reeves cameo time, who, of course, makes an appearance as a sage who is made of sage, whose name is Sage. That's right. Which I thought was a beautiful cameo. Yeah, well, I mean, anytime you get some Keanu Reeves in there, it's, it's going to be good. It's com- I don't I don't have any problem with SpongeBob. Like, I really like SpongeBob. I just I wish the animation was the regular animation. I do, too. Uh, so, I mean, this is coming out in, in May of next year, so we definitely got a, a lot to see. But I, I really, really, really hope that Gary Come Home, the song, is is in this movie. Because it's a beautiful song, and it deserves its its spot. It, it deserves to be in a movie. But yes, please give me the original animation style. Oh, my God. Spe- oh, hold on. We got to wait for Brian. Since we're talking about art designs, right, and bringing back the original art design, we got an updated design for Sonic the Hedgehog in a brand new trailer. Ooh. And God almighty, this is the movie I was looking for. This is what I needed. It's literally the same movie. It's 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 literally it's not. It's not. How is it adver- not the exact the, same movie? It's the, the, they're advertising it differently. Way now. differently. If they're not they're not trying to advertise it as some sort of like um use the words, but like, you know, super serious dark and gritty version of Sonic. Like it, it looks like what I was looking for, not just the redesign. The redesign looks great. Yes. But like, it looks just like a fun, dopey action comedy, which is what this movie should be and should have been advertised as from the get go. Yeah, I, I think that the tone of this trailer is it's much lighter. And I'll be honest, when we saw Jim Carrey's performance in the first movie, like he is sticking out like a sore thumb and it looks dumb. And now I'm like, oh, this makes sense. This is more lighthearted. Jim Carrey is a perfect fit for this. Mm-hmm. I think Brian said it best was, I don't need Gangster's Paradise. I need Sonic to be funny. That's what this was. I did say that, didn't you I? You did, sir. I'm smart. You're welcome. And I I'm, I remembered it for you. Uh, I will say this, though. Like, my, my big thing is this. If you were, like, so freaking pissed off about the, the the original design of Sonic, you need to go put your money down to see this movie. We You need to show that the fact that the studio listened to its fans actually meant something. Otherwise, 
if this doesn't make any money, no studio is going to do any sort of fan service or anything like this ever again. Yeah, I, I it's it's definitely it's time for us to put our money where our mouth is, just like you said. I, and I, I really think it's I mean, do not pirate this movie. I also is I, my point. I got to get Paramount a lot of credit for actually doing the work and actually doing it and, and not just saying, well, they'll they'll deal with it. It's nice to see that Sonic's teeth aren't all, you know, creepy looking and his eyes are the correct. So everything about this redesign I'm down for. Uh, and of course, I love James Marsden and Jim, and Jim Carrey. So like, hey, I'm I'm, I'm all for this. Uh, this is what we needed. This is the Sonic that I'm excited for. And this is the Sonic I'll take my kids to go see. Ooh, it's fantastic. February 14th can't come soon enough. I mean, it could. There's a lot of other stuff happening between now. <laughs> All right, fine. I'm just saying, like, Christmas is kind of a big deal. There's Thanksgiving. They're just if gonna... you have friends and do a separate Friendsgiving, there's Friendsgiving. And you know what? There's Festivus for the rest of us. There is Festivus in between now and then, like... All right, so in streaming news, uh, we got some Netflix news I thought was kind of interesting here. Uh, Netflix has licensed some rights from Paramount and apparently is going to be doing a sequel to Beverly Hills Cop with Eddie Murphy and Jerry Brockheimer producing. Okay. Huh? Yeah. Why? Why not? We this is this is my this is my rule of we have we have been this has been too long. Okay, first off, your rule is not a rule; it's just your. It's rule. my rule. That's what I said. Dumb. My rule: this has been too long. No, no, no I'm, not I'm, for a buddy cop movie, dude. It, it, it's completely like yeah, you can do a buddy cop movie anytime. Yep, it's just got to have a good story. It's got to be funny. Eddie Murphy's got to do his Eddie Murphy thing. That's it. Any will? Did you either? You watch uh, uh, Dolomite? No, no but I heard good things, but I have not watched yeah, very I good w- things. I watched it and it was good. I know Eddie and Murphy's trying to make a comeback right now, right? And I'll I'll give me give me some more Eddie. I he's not trying to make a comeback. Dude's making a comeback. Okay. Not only that, but like he hasn't been that far removed. Like basically everybody in the world knows all the donkey quotes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like he's been around, just not movies. I, I really think he's just trying to get back away from doing all the the dopey comedies and yeah, the kid movies. I agree. Like, and I think Beverly Hills Cop is a is a like whether you do that and I'd love to see another uh 48 hours movie as well. Yeah, I mean the 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 question mark in that is Nick Nolte. I no, mean, you he, don't need Nick crazy. Nolte. You can get like you can get uh Gary Busey in there. Uh, also crazy, but okay. Right. Yeah, but like younger <laughs> than than Nick Nolte. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I think Eddie Murphy's now just going back to doing more adult movies. Like, I mean, let's face it. He, we had a decade of like after the clumps of him doing like daddy daycare, and- daddy daycares and Dr. Doolittle's and, and kind of dopey family comedies and kids movies. And some of them were good. Most of them were trash. And now let's get him back doing what makes him Really great. Some raunchy comedies and Axel Foley. Bring it on. Yeah. This would be if my count is correct, this is this would make it the fourth Beverly Hills Cop movie, right? You are correct. correct. Okay. I don't honestly remember. The soundtrack the soundtrack to number three was fantastic. Okay. Like it was really the movie was decent as well. That early to mid nineties R and B feel. Like it was it was just a really good soundtrack. And and the movie was was, party all the time by Eddie Murphy on uh, you know what it was that was late eighties, but don't don't fucking (laughs) don't sleep on party all the time. That's a good song. It's a good song. Um and here's the thing though, like after the first Beverly Hills Cop, the other two were kind of panned. Um 
by all the you know the talking faces but like i i like all three movies well i mean to put it in perspective of of money they eat the all three of them together earned 735 million that's a lot of money a lot of money and and i i honestly don't remember the third one like at all like i couldn't tell you so i'm asking they they took it was like uh it was a crime that was going on in a in a disney world like setting where like everything was happening underground in the underground city type of thing so the just, you don't remember that? No, I don't. I, I, I really don't remember it. It was great. I'm, I'm actually not even sure if I saw it now that you're describing this. I'm like, I don't got it. You got to see it. Got to see so, it. So uh, my question, too, is uh, I, I don't know where we last left Axel Foley. Is he is in, the, in a position hey, to do you know what? movie? You know what, buddy? Because Netflix is doing these licenses. Guess what's going to be on Netflix then? <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop would, 1, 2, and 3. I hope so. You get to binge all three of them before this fourth one comes out. Yep. So who cares if you don't remember? He is still putting bananas and tailpipes <laughs> wherever. No, I'm he not going to fall for the banana on the tailpipe. I wonder if they can get is Bronson Pinchot still alive? <laughs> Could they get him to reprise his role? I don't know, but Serge? Judge Reinhold's still around. Come on, uh, yeah, yeah. But the older one died, right? I believe I so. Yes. So, yeah. Well, we ended on a down note. <laughs> but still, you get Judge Reinhold back in there yeah, as yeah, the DDHSO SIOC or whatever his title was. Thanks for bringing it back around, Josh. Chris, came on you to help us out. So, continuing the Netflix licensing extravaganza to obviously combat Disney Plus, Netflix and Nickelodeon have entered a multi year content deal. Uh, making original animated series and movies. Uh, they're going to do a weird spinoff of SpongeBob focused specifically around Squidward. And now, being the age that I am, when I watch SpongeBob, I am identifying more with, spin- with Squidward now. Squidward's hilarious. I just want to be left alone. It's my day off. I don't want to talk about work. I just want to sit on the lawn and be left alone. But no, and you and your friends your are doing clarinet. I just want to do what I want to do, man. <sighs> But uh, there's obviously uh, been a lot of uh, things going around right now. I know they did Rocko's Modern Life. I know they did Invader Zim. I think you watched both of those things, uh, Brian. I mean, did they did. did they work out? Did they keep up? Was the nostalgia enough to to drag you in? Uh, Rocco was was good. It wasn't great. Um, Invader Zim was great. And uh, give me more Avatar: The Last Airbender if you're going to do this. Like they said, they said uh, in this press release, they talked about something based on Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But no, I never, I never watched Rise, so I don't know. No, Rise is the 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 shitty one that you you know the animation so style we didn't like. Broke out all of your turtle knowledge for. Yes, got you. Um, so yeah, no, you fuck did, that. You did know a lot about turtles that episode. You knew an inordinate <laughs> amount of information about turtles sometimes you gotta know things about turtles um but yeah i mean uh, other than that like yeah sure go for it um there's so many studios doing these exclusive studio uh exclusive deals with uh streaming services now um it's the the wave of the future so yeah so my my question though is if nickelodeon is going to team up with them obviously you just kind of mentioned a few things what else does nickelodeon and netflix need to do to kind of or Avatar: The Last Airbender <laughs> slash Legend of Korra. Okay, I'd slash like to see Doodle. a new, uh, like an up-to-date Inspector Gadget series. Ooh, Netflix already does that. What? What? Netflix. Netflix does a computer-animated Inspector Gadget series. What? I will find a trailer for you. Is Hold it? On. Is it good? I've never watched it. I've never even seen it. I haven't I've even heard it. of this. On the thing, the only thing I see gadget-related is that stupid movie. 
they listen. Yeah, I don't is... mind that movie, and I was besmirching no, the, the name of. Hey, of... Are, are you ready? Are you ready for this? Yes. Uh, I'm looking at a trailer for season four. Yeah, but that doesn't mean four years. That just means they just pump out a shit ton of seasons. I think Trolls yeah. is on season five, and that's impossible. Well, animation is 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 you know the way animation that's works cool. is. For me, I would like to see more Hey Arnold. I, I think if you could pull some of that in there. Uh, please don't yeah. touch the Rugrats. You've already done enough. Leave them the hell alone. There, there's, there's your Inspector Gadget on Netflix trailer chat. Now in the show notes, not, but I mean, but Brian, I'm also thinking some of the live action stuff. I'd love to see some new, maybe like Salute Your Shorts, maybe a next generation of Are You Afraid of the well, Dark? Hey, maybe like they you'll tried get out more Are You Afraid of the Dark too? I was gonna say they did their, their, they just did their, their movie, which I, I, I heard was fine. Wasn't a, it wasn't a movie. It was a maxi series. Yes. My, my apologies. I'm just saying we talked about it. You should know about it. Yeah. I, I didn't get a chance to watch it because it's not available I, I did, on a streaming I, service. I did not either. Well, I mean, that's because you, you know, you yeah, did I mean. silly things, but I, uh, I just have no interest. So. Okay. I have one problem already with this trailer for Inspector Gadget. I, dude, I haven't watched it. I'm just saying it, is, it exists. Okay. I'm just saying. This is how the problem? claw talks. This yeah. is the claw. Not not this other thing. Other than that, you know, fine for kids. You know what it reminds me of? I don't know, Brian, if you're familiar with uh, Sonic Boom. I am not, but I've seen the memes, and it seems like a very woke show. It's, <laughs> it's a very interesting show. But I, all right, I think my kids will like this Inspector Gadget show. All right, I'm adding Inspector Gadget to my watch list. That's happening. Okay. There you go. Josh, you weren't a big Nickelodeon fan, if I remember correctly. I mean, not of the animated stuff. Nickelodeon, when I was a kid, was you can't do that on television and Double Dare. And They should bring back Hey Dude. Hey Dude. I don't even know what that is. What is that? Hey Dude was the live action show with the kids on like the, the cattle ranch. He started, no, I, never uh, saw, I never saw it. Wasn't like, what the, what's her name? Didn't they have the babies? DJ? The babies with the... No, that wasn't Hey Dude. No, that wasn't Hey Dude. DJ, what, what's Ben Stiller's wife's name? Christine Taylor? Oh, I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, she, start, she started on that show. All right. Well, listen, listener, I'd love to hear with this new deal what you think uh, Netflix and Nickelodeon should partner up and do. So uh, go to thatkindofnerd.com, hit the notes in the, the show notes right there, and leave a comment. The Adventures of Pete and Pete. They tried bringing back Double Dare. It did not work out from what I understand. Correct. A shame. Boo. I say it's a shame knowing that I did not watch the relaunch of Double Dare, so I'm part of the problem. <laughs> Again, don't pirate Sonic. All right, listen, nerd, it's that time. Disney Plus, it launched last week. We have all gotten to sign up. We've all gotten to watch some content on it. Uh, I'd love to get some that kind of nerd first impressions of uh, of Disney Plus. Uh, I have a few topics in the show notes if you are curious about that, but I kind of want this to just be a little loose and kind of talk a little bit about the the app and little some of the shows that we have. Little Goosey. Little Goosey. Little. Uh, little Impossible Goose Game, Untitled Goose Game, and uh, you know, just kind of steal some stuff from your your hands. Uh, you don't have to get that reference. I'm going to cut it out. All right, so um, I'll start with this. There's a couple things that I do like about Disney Plus, but the one thing that I'm not crazy about right now is the actual app itself. Uh, a lot of streaming services have a a watch list, a up next, prominently featured. So if I am in the middle of binging a show and I'm ready for the next episode or I want to go and, and watch something else, it saves my place and it's just easy to access. And the watch list in this one is just buried in a menu about three levels down. Um, I, I just It doesn't make binging easy. The content is great. The, the amount of available things on there is fantastic. I just wish the app was a little bit uh, 
easier to use. Uh, Isn't the up next in the Apple TV front page? Doesn't that? Yes. Yeah, so in order to, so that's the problem. I have well then because I have well, to use that's that. That's easy. Because, but it's I don't. Right there. I don't use that app because it doesn't have well, the Netflix content in there. No, you're dumb. But that's the thing, Josh. I shouldn't have to rely on Apple to fix Disney's problem. But it's right there, front and but center, I native. Have, it's native. I shouldn't have to rely on Apple to fix Disney's problem. This should just be something uh, that Disney but does. It's Disney. There's no problem because it's already built in. But what what about? Hence, no problem. What about on your your mobile or your iPad? What do you mean? I'm not watching. Well, who's doing that? Millions of Americans are watching Disney Plus on their phone. Yes. What are they, 12, like my son? <laughs> yes, actually. That's exactly who Disney Plus is aiming at. Yeah, well, that's not my problem. All right, so I that mean, aside, if, though. If, they don't, if 12-year-olds don't like the way it's set up, fuck them. They're 12. They don't have rice. So, <laughs> so Josh, besides my gripey pig, what, what were your first impressions of Disney Plus as a service? Uh, it looks cool. I'm just, you know, I, I own all that stuff already. Like, anything I'd want to watch, I already own. And it's free, it's free, which is cool. What about free the original cool. stuff? What about the stuff that wasn't available that you can't own? Like the Mandalorian, the World, World According to Jeff Goldblum, the Imaginarium documentaries and stuff like that. No, I don't care about any of that. You don't care about the originals. You just care about what's on there. Yeah. So are you even using this at all? Have you ever? No. No? Okay. No. All right. No, the kids, the kids like it. The kids are like, oh, look, it has this, it has this, it has this. I'm like, we own that, we own that, we own that. Like, yeah, but it's right here. I'm like, yeah, but it's right there. I don't think you're looking at the right stuff. There's so much other stuff on here, and I own a lot of shit. There's a lot of stuff on here that I don't even own. They have all the animated movies. That's cool. But, like, great. uh, You know, that's all. I I don't care. Like, it's fine. It's it's free, which is nice. They have every every Spider-Man cartoon you yes. could possibly imagine. I've never watched a Spider-Man cartoon. Well, get your get shit in gear and watch some Spider-Man and the, his amazing friends. Same thing with the yeah. X-Men, the animated series from the 90s and the animated also, 90s no. Spider-Man cartoon. They they have a lot of content that either was previously unavailable or is very hard to find. So, yeah, the, there's a lot of content on here and I am all for it. I, uh, I've been watching Tailspin because uh, why not? <laughs> and um, and uh, the originals are awesome. I uh, watched the first two episodes of The Mandalorian and I, uh, you know, weeped for joy because it was amazeballs. And what other I mean, what were your other first thoughts when you loaded up the, the program? Anything else that kind of jumped out immediately to you? I will have Jeff Goldblum teach me about anything ever. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, we You talked about this uh, when we saw the list and we're like, this is enough. I'm in. And I watched the episode about Jeff Goldblum doing shoes. And I assume ice cream is probably already out by now. Uh, ice I will, cream came out today. I will let, just like you said, I will let Jeff Goldblum take 30 minutes of my time to explain whatever the hell he wants to me. That sneakers episode was just. I don't even like that's the thing. I don't give a shit about sneakers. I don't even care at all. But it was just fascinating to see him at Adidas was very uh, Adidas. Adidas was uh, was just a a, very informative. It was informative. It was interesting. It was funny. It's Jeff Goldblum being one of Jeff Goldblooming everywhere. (laughs) Love it. One of the things I really like about Disney Plus that I I honestly believe that Netflix and other series, other streaming services need to start implementing is uh, the fact that they have the deleted scenes and director's commentary built into the extras of most of these projects. Yeah. And they also got like the only other thing is, though, they're they're passing off like special features as like documentaries. Like there's that 15 minute like assembling the Marvel Universe thing that's on my Avengers Endgame DVD. Like, you know, there's. There's some of that stuff, but which is cool. It's cool to have that stuff on there. But like, 
just just put it in as like extras on the movie. Don't don't try to pass it off. Yeah, as don't try to inflate. Thing. Don't try to inflate your your content the, with that. Right. The only the only issue I'm having, I disagree with you on the 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 watch list. I don't think that's that big a deal that it it's is not. in a side menu there. Um, the only thing I am noticing is a couple issues between if I start watching something on my television and then I pull it up on my uh, Apple TV in the bedroom. It's not picking up right where I left off. So, I mean, there, there, mm. there's a little bit of issue there because, like, Netflix, like, I can just... Are we talking about minutes, Bond? Are we talking about beginning of the episode? Talking line? beginning of the episode. Ooh, yeah, like, so, like, or beginning of the season. Right, yeah, worse. it doesn't get that the episode. That really right. piss me like, off. Like, yeah. if I'm, like, four episodes in and I have Tailspin in my living room and then I go to bed and I hit Tailspin and I just hit play, I don't choose the episode, it goes back to episode one. Okay. So Four that is my in a tailspin. Issue. You could be two episodes into Doctor Who. I, <laughs> once again, you don't know whether or not I'm making progress or not. I have not divulged that information. I'm just assuming you're not. So that's, that's I, not, I mean, that's I, not I, true. doesn't matter whether it's here or there. Uh, that's going to be my assumption. Okay. I was. Um, I, I was. I, I, I can't fall asleep to Doctor Who. I can fall asleep to Tailspin. I just give up on well, it. Laura Burns would absolutely disagree with you. She can fall asleep <laughs> to some doctor. She though. can. I cannot. I would have to pay attention. Here's the the other thing too. I I am not a. I did not come from a Disney household. I was not raised on Disney, so I don't. Unlike you two, I don't own a lot of this stuff. Um. Uh. I. It's because they only had like Snow, the original Snow White <laughs> in the bunker where you were raised. Mother Russia, the snow is not white. It is dark gray. You'll deal with it. And eat yellow snow makes you stronger, yes? Um, you had to fight Siberian saber-toothed tigers just to get it to Snow White VHS. But Josh, for, for you, like this is going to be uh, close to, to blasphemy, but I've never seen Sword in the Stone. Get the fuck but, out how about of here. It's, now it's on my watch list. And the other yeah. part, too, was I forgot about some of the movies that are still, you know, that are under the Disney uh, umbrella, right? And we talked about the the 90s Spider-Man being one of those things. Like, oh, my God, I love that so much. And I have a bootleg of it, but it's it's terrible. And then I had a really nice uh, memory just come up to me. It was going through, like, nostalgic movies, and I saw Rookie of the Year. Yeah, and <laughs> Laura said the exact same thing. Yeah, She's I like, saw oh, it's so the good. The kids have never seen it. The kids are like, this is and also saw a kid, uh, kid in King Arthur's Court was on there, yeah. too, I think. But Rookie of the Year for me was the first movie that my grandmother took me to. So, like, it's like one of the first movie theater experiences I remember. And I'm like, Aww. oh, my God, I totally need to rewatch this movie. It comes on and the equipment manager, I can't, it's stern. He starts talking and then I'm in the corner, like, I'm in the other room yelling Rosenbagger. And then nobody's getting what I'm saying. The kids are like, what? And I'm like, the manager keeps calling him by a different name. Good movie. The <laughs> thing that they did say is that Disney Plus, uh, unlike Netflix, will not be having a rotating slate of licensed content so things should because they own it all why should they rotate well, it? they don't have to pay so for funny it. that you That's true. funny that you brought that up there josh because uh we obviously had some friends who don't live the iphone apple life uh who rock android devices who said why? the first time that they logged on to disney plus on their android device they got a small ad for stars because currently that sucks to suck some of the marvel movies are currently exclusive to stars and Disney mm-hmm. and Stars made an agreement that they would go ahead and run a small ad to maybe get some star subscriptions for the Disney Plus people. Now, if you're living the Apple life, I don't know what deal was struck to say, fuck that shit, but they don't allow that on iOS. Because Apple was like, <laughs> I don't fucking I think I've got to say, no, thank you. 
but uh, I just, you know, that's another part. Now, uh, Brian, you and I were talking a little bit about this as well. Disney Plus, obviously, highly successful. Uh, and they released a number saying that they already have 10 million subscribers in 24 hours. Uh, in fairness, yeah. to be fair. Thank you. Go ahead. Caveat, caveat, star, star, Josh Burns. They gave they gave away free subscriptions to anybody who's either a bought a select number of Apple devices, or, you know, or B uh, has a Verizon Unlimited plan. And not only that, there's a shorter Brian. Wasn't there a shorter free trial period as well? Seven days. Yeah. Right. So, like, how many how many Verizon subscribers are there out there on Unlimited? A ton. Right. Don't don't know, but it, it, it the point that you know I was saying to CJ earlier is like that's a that's a huge number. Not going to take anything away from them. Good for no. them. Yep. It's a matter of now who's going to actually pay for it. Like out of the ten million, a how many people paid for it up front who didn't get free memberships for what have you or free trials or what ha- for for however long. And then how many people are going to immediately go ahead and cancel or how many people are actually going to go ahead and continue to pay for it? So big number. I'm interested to see in, you know, a month or two or three, you know, what those numbers look like in comparison to the other streaming services. Yeah, for me, the the number for this comes down to two things, the free trial stuff. So who next week, what does that number look like? Who decides to keep it? Because there are people just like you, Josh, to say, I already own this shit. I'm out, right? Um, the other part too is uh, just how quickly that can continue to grow. To put it in perspective, Hulu, pretty big streaming service, the second biggest streaming service uh, in the U.S. or roughly, uh, has twenty eight point five million subscribers. So well, okay, but but Netflix has one hundred thirty two, and there are over a hundred million Amazon Prime. Right now, again, to put this into perspective, completely blowing out CBS All Access with their eight million. Right as of February, just out the so, water. What, what do you what do you imagine, Brian? Is the over under on this? Say ninety days. Well, how many of these ten million subscribers stick around? You don't think the number grows? Oh, I think, I think the number grows, but I, I also i I think you're going to you. Let's say you grow by ten million, but you lose two. So like the overall growth is going to be eight. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I put it at over twenty million. So like I I I, I think you're going to lose some people along the way. Either people who I'm saying net, like net net net. I'm saying over twenty million. I I probably months. would agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, CJ. I know I'm. I'm kind of with you. I'm actually a little more. Um, I'm a little more bullish on this. I really think you're going to get about thirty. Thirty. I really think this is going to pick up, especially as it launches. This is international numbers that we're talking to, right? We're just talking the U.S. What What's the ten million? Uh, I thought it was just ten million. Just I thought that was total numbers. Right? Is it U.S. or is it gross global? Uh, I don't know, but Disney is estimating sixty to ninety million subscribers by twenty twenty four. Oh, okay, but we're talking about yeah, three months. Uh, U.S. The numbers I think we're talking about are U.S. So I'm saying twenty. I'm saying it doubles within three months, regardless of of attrition. Man, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with my thirty five. Thirty five. Thirty. Thirty. Sorry. Thirty. Why did I say thirty five? I was reading another number. Thirty. I'm gonna go with my thirty five. One dollar, Bob. Is that the right we answer? We found a briefcase with four million dollars, and we turned in that briefcase <laughs> that had two and a half million dollars. <laughs> I need you to write up the report for the briefcase we found that had a million dollars in it. <laughs> that sounds about right. Uh, so, uh, Josh, I know you're not really into the, the the originals and everything. So, Brian, I'll turn to you right now. And you're watching. What's been the, the original? What's been the hook that's more than just the backlog 
that makes Disney Plus worth the subscription to you. I think I, I mentioned both The Mandalorian and World According to Jeff Goldblum. That's it. Those are amazing. I watched some of the other stuff. I watched some of the Pixar um, originals, um, like Pixar in the Real World. That was fun. Did not anything I would spend money on, but just like for the service. But that was that was cute. Did you watch Noel? Not yet. Saving Noel for a little bit closer to Christmas. Okay, but we'll wait, be watching wait, it soon. because because your wife doesn't want to watch it yet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I would have watched that shit on launch. Um, so me, I haven't watched Lady and the Tramp yet, right, but nice you know, I'm interested. They, the kids and Laura watched it for movie night. Laura said it was cute. I'm surprised you weren't uh, you weren't all over that, Josh. Isn't that like one of your favorites too? It is one of my favorites, but I just got done rewatching The Punisher. I'm much I'm I'm not so much in for cute right now. I'm much more in for uh, shooty shooty. Murder stabby, death stabby. mayhem. Gotcha. Okay. Bloody bloody. Yeah. Murder death kill. Gotcha. You're all off about the murder death kills. Enhance your calm, John Spartan. Uh, for for me right now, I, I know this is going to sound weird, but there's a the Imagineers documentary that's also in there. Uh, yeah, I, I put it on my watch list. I haven't watched dude, it. Dude, the first episode, is, it's it's actually incredible the amount of work that, that obviously went into this. You kind of know it, but then you see it and you, you listen to people talking about it and you just realize it, it's, it's much bigger than you ever think. I found that utterly fascinating. I know I'm the only one who who did it in, in and my house. none of the Marvel stuff has dropped yet either. Like, there's no, not the what if, not the, the WandaVision. Stuff. Right. But for right now, I, I really would say it's the back catalog. But I think of the world according to Jeff Goldblum and the Mandalorian, the two big hits right now on Disney Plus. So I would highly recommend you check them out, as I know Brian would, too. Any anybody who is even remotely a Star Wars fan will enjoy the Mandalorian. It is one episode at a time who cares i'm willing to wait week to week that's that's how good this this show is it's like um it is it is what i'm what i'm gathering don't quote me on this i'm only two episodes in but it seems like it's gonna be uh like lone wolf and cub but with mandalorian and this you know little little thing that i don't want to spoil anything what's lone wolf and cub it's uh, uh, just spoiled it for anyone who watched episode one just so you're aware no i didn't i mean come on we, we can put two and two together i said little thing okay you can't I don't know what Lone any... Wolf and Cub is. It's a it's a it's a highly acclaimed um, manga series, but it's a pretty much like a wandering samurai story about this uh, this guy who is protecting this young infant slash child while he's you know trying to get from point A to point B. It's actually really really like, good, like Hawk and Chick, like, like exactly like Hawk and Chick. That's what <laughs> Hawk and Chick was making fun I know, of. I would just, but like it's like that, but like in a Western sci fi style, like. It's awesome. I, I am so in. I enjoy you know what I, I I and the second episode had Jawas in it, and you saw Jawas get disintegrated and fuck those Jawas. All right. We also now need to turn our attention to the world of comics. See how it's affecting TV, see how it's affecting movies, but most of all, how is it affecting Brian? Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Cape Talk. Cape Talk. Well, Brian, it's affecting you this week because we got some news about the Batman. Did we? We did. We got uh, first off a, a big name joining the uh, the cast, and then we got an unknown joining the cast. So yay! It has been confirmed that Andy Circus will be joining the cast. Yeah, he's, but uh, as he's Alfred. Be Alfred. But now it's confirmed. We we knew it was happening, right? There was it's exciting. Speculation. Now, he's gonna be, the, this is, he's this gonna be is, the tiniest little Alfred that ever was. This is actually no. They're gonna mocap like mocap. They're gonna right? mocap him in this one, right? He's totally okay. being mocapped. 
Uh, so he, Alfred is going to be a 50 foot giant. <laughs> Mo-capped by Andy Serkis. Oh, Andy Serkis. Uh, and then we also got news of a complete unknown. Seriously, I like Broadway credits are the only thing to her name. Jamie Lawson, uh, who is, is cast as an unknown character. So unknown person playing an unknown character. But that's the kind of stuff that when we talked about. She's going to be Barbara Gordon. Uh, that's what I figured as much. That she'll be, that she'll be Barbara Gordon. Barbara Gordon slash Batgirl. This, guaranteed. This, Considering who they have playing Commissioner Gordon. Correct. Well, it just makes sense. Did they confirm that? Who's playing Commissioner Gordon? Uh, what's what's his name? He's on Westworld. What's his name? He's Bernard on Westworld. He's gonna be Gordon, right? He is gonna be Gordon. I I, I want to get his name because I feel crappy if I don't. I didn't have it in the show notes. I didn't know they confirmed it this way. Yeah, it's been confirmed. Oh, all right. Matt Reeves has just been enjoying dropping the names of people joining the Jeffrey Jeffrey Wright. Thank you, Jeffrey Wright. Yes. Oh, okay. So yeah, if if he's commissioner, then that would make her Barbara. But this is something that we said with Titans and other DC properties. Just give me the unknowns. To handle some of these roles and just let me be absorbed by the character. Yeah, right? Hollywood doesn't really make stars anymore, do they? They leave that to TV now. I, I mean, I guess so. What's the last completely unknown that just exploded out of a, a big budget movie? Uh, Josh's mic just cut out. He said Chris Hemsworth. 2010. It's almost a decade ago that Thor came out. But, okay. I, I mean, I could be wrong, but like that's the one that comes that's to a mind. Good, no, I mean, that's a good grab. But, but that's, that, that's a good poll, and I probably would agree with you, but that's probably the only one i can think of hemsworth pine evans all of them pine, like, pine, uh, all around the same time uh, evans yeah, 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 evans yeah. was in all, another team all, movie all and stuff ago. like that too he evans he evans worked through the ranks have, he didn't come yeah, in as evans completely did have his, yeah he wasn't completely unknown before that but i mean i'll give you a hemsworth oh okay well so maybe hey, pine fingers crossed that uh jamie lawson does a, a good job and becomes a star it seems like to have a, a pretty good acting uh, like resume in the sense of like the stage work and you know not really she has a pedigree she's got it we can do it uh the other part too was uh, i saw that the the russo brothers are now going to be producing i believe a documentary of a time of marvel vdc uh focusing a little bit on some of the crossovers that they have basically a 50-year epic battle between marvel and dc um this is kind of interesting because there's obviously yeah there's a shared history between these two right we know that they uh, have a lot of shared artists, a lot of shared storylines, a lot of shared philosophy, especially during the startup. So I'm curious, Brian, as the resident, you know, uh, comic book lover and Brian as the, uh, as the comic book collector, uh, you know, what do you guys think about having that story kind of told out by the Russos? I mean, I'm not normally a documentary fan, but I'll, I'll yeah, I'll watch it. Marvel vs. DC. Why the hell not? Well, my question is... I'm confused by your question. I mean, so go ahead. the problem, I think there's there's two things. First, I want to say I, I, I love the idea. Um, they're, they're, and they're talking about calling it Slugfest. Yes. Um, but it says this: the docuseries has been greenlit by short film mobile video platform. Quibi. Yeah, we'll talk Quibi. about Quibi in a second. We'll, we'll let Quibi just be its thing. And it's going to launch on April 6, 2020. Yes. Now, so like it feels to me like this is just already lost in the sauce <laughs> it also feels yeah it feels to me like i'm not gonna be able to see this based on what josh just said right yes i would hope we could ignore the quibi it's not gonna be a part of one of the six streaming services <laughs> i actually pay for oh quibi uh what a dumb what stream. the hell is quibi quibi is i'm so sorry to be the guy to, to, to explain quibi quibi is going to be a new streaming service which is focused primarily on short bite-sized content like so YouTube, no more than yes, it's a YouTube competitor. No more than fifteen minutes at a top, but it's all VC funded, so it's not like there's going to be ad. Quibi is a terrible idea. However, 
I just I, I I'm I'm curious really on the larger topic of it. The Russos being in charge of telling the the history of Marvel and DC. I mean, what, what do we feel about that? Are we are we are we cool for that? Sure. Okay. Have they done any work with DC, or are they just? So th- I, I think they're primarily only been with Marvel. No, but they're they're fine filmmakers in in general. I mean, agreed. But who's actually telling the story? Uh, two other people. It's directed by Don Argett and what was it? Shani Joyce. Uh, they're just producers. Yeah, they're just throwing money at it. But you know, they get okay. Yeah, I think it, as long as it's told. Um, Bipartisanly, objectively, it's not a word, right? Yeah, as long as they, as long as the story's told objectively, I, I think I'm fine with it. Um, I also don't think it's going to be like which one's better. I think it's just going to be a look at some of the different, yeah, no, and, crossovers and, but, and things like that. But I, I think that which one's better, it, it, that that answer changes depending upon which lens you use to view the story. Mm-hmm. Like if you're looking at it from a comic book lens uh that's a tough that's a tough call like it's hard it's hard to argue almost anything other than say spider-man is better than batman or superman i absolutely can argue that but it also (laughs) depends on what year we're talking about well no but like i mean think about it just as characters right like spider-man okay big big giant whatever batman superman flash like those characters in books are just in my opinion better than most of what Marvel's done. I'm signing off. <laughs> well, here's 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 my question. Um, do you do you think that most people who would be interested in this this topic, right? Ignore the Quibi thing. Let's just say this came out on a platform people cared about. Do you think most of the people know this story and will be kind of go, oh my god, really? The same people worked on both houses, or do you think that they think that it's just been a polar fight from the beginning with no cooperation and no shared? experiences between you think people are going to get anything out of this or is this going to dig the the trenches a little bit deeper just on the the topic itself that was a really convoluted very convoluted like i don't what are you who wants to to rephrase do well i don't know i don't even know what you're trying to say two-part question do you think that most people know the history of marvel and dc and the amount of collaboration that existed between them no no because nobody gives a shit about the comic books okay except for me you're not and sometimes josh (laughs) All right. Then if 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 this is told with an objective lens, do you think this will help this this Marvel versus DC rift to show, hey, we're not that different. The you and I, we all have commonality. Or do you think this could possibly continue to drive the wedge between the two big platforms? The problem is I'm, a, I'm confused by what wedge you think exists. Yeah, I don't I don't think there's a wedge. Um I think if you but, ignore the the comic book lovers that you guys are and just kind of go into any forum on the internet ever and say Marvel DC and run away. No, the the problem again is that <laughs> people don't uh, All right. You want to cut the question? Or cut the question. No, I don't want to cut the question. I think it's a valid question, but I think that most people are, they only know the movies. They don't know anything else. Mm -hmm. And like the creative genius that went into both of these uh, production companies, uh, you know, I think it's, I don't, I don't think you could say which one's better. They did things differently. Let me rephrase the question. I think to really kind of get at the the heart of this. I, 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 no, no, no. Don't rephrase the question. Just let's put it this way. You make the comment that go ahead and go into any forum and pick Marvel DC and, you know, run away. But the, the fact of the matter is, 
the people who are arguing this are the people who are comic book fans who know the history, who also know the collaboration. So it's just they feel strongly in one camp or the other. But I may be very firmly in the Marvel camp, but I will also definitely talk about how good, you know, the good things that DC has done. You're you're talking about a platform that's been around for 80 years in some cases. Like they all both have their ups and downs and and their good things and their bad things and their good characters and their bad characters and their good storylines and their bad storylines and their good movies and their bad movies like i don't think i don't think there's any wedge in between i don't think any actual you know fan of this medium has any sort of delusions that one is better than the other just that they feel more strongly and more connected towards one than the other that's fair enough that's it right on that now listener i'd love to hear your idea of just this concept of uh, this Marvel vs. DC and kind of showing off the history a little bit. Let's ignore the Quibi thing uh, and tell me if you're interested in this, right? And see if it's something you would like to to, to watch. Now let's uh, let's end this show with my favorite hobby, where we go around the internet. I find the weird, I find the obscure, and I ask these two yahoos here for their tech perspective. Uh, a few months ago, we had talked uh, about some data that I got from Spotify, right? Uh, saying, hey, what do listeners of that kind of nerd like to listen to on Spotify? And we had a good time kind of seeing those uh, that information. Well, Apple, uh, finally catching up to something that Spotify does in general, has released a replay playlist that shows you your top songs of the year. Uh, but when you download it, which you have to do it on the web for some reason, they give you uh, the last, what, five years of Apple Music data from, from what I've got here. Has Apple Music even been around for five years? Uh, has it been that long? I don't think it has. Beats, I think. I think they take it all the way back to when it was Beats. Maybe music. Uh, I have like well, the stuff from 2015 that I have on my playlist is not stuff I listen to on Beats. So maybe take some of the iTunes data in 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 count too, because it's pretty accurate. I was curious if you guys got to to look at this and if you uh had anything kind of remarkable that you wanted to share. I will say this as a father of two young children. God damn them because they totally messed up my metrics. Trolls is everywhere. Uh, and the one year when I went to go see Hamilton, Hamilton is just all over this thing. So uh wish the variety was a little bit better. But other than that, you know, I'm, this is a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool thing. I didn't I didn't do anything with it. Well, I figured you don't care about music. Correct. Um wait, I'm looking at like it should be in my library, right? You have to add it first. So you, so you have to click the link in our show notes. Uh it'll help you take uh, it'll direct you to the website from Apple, which I'm going to fix right now. Uh, so you go to replay.music.apple.com. Sign in with your Apple ID. This is an official Apple website, so it's okay. Uh, and then it should, yes, let you add it to the uh, to your playlists. Here's load up there, Josh. So, Brian, I know you don't really care about music at all. So, obviously, this isn't a big topic for you. But, Josh, I know that... Uh, music, uh, you and I have the kind of a similar relationship to music, and I know sometimes it kind of serves as a as a time capsule. So I'm curious if you have any big takeaways from this tool. Well, let's uh, give me a second. Let me see. 2019 replay. No, it's so here's the problem, right? Like, yeah, nope. It's so like I use um, this. You're not going to include, but I use Apple Music as like uh, uh, sleepy time. So sure. there's a lot of like there's a lot of like white noise in here. Oh, uh, okay. And like a lot of Pink Floyd. There, there. All right. Here's what I'll say about it. Other than Pink Floyd, which I play a lot when I go sleepy buys, right? Mm-hmm. So like all of my top twenty five songs are Pink. Um, but other than that, yeah. So songs that um I've played a ton that I love, they're in there. I see them. 
It's great. Um, and I wish there could be something a bit more contextual yeah. than, than, you know, than, than what we've got here. Um, but I like it. It's good. It's just, it's just taking play data and, and spitting it back at me. So there's nothing really like, there's nothing great. Yeah, I got the, so the, it gives me a little stat too. When I'm on the website, it's like, Hey, keeping track of your, all the 207 hours of music that you listened to this year is hard work. So we did it for you. And these songs are now in one playlist, updated weekly, it says Josh, uh, for that one. I have 409 hours of Pink Floyd. <laughs> right, because you listen to it when you go to when you go to sleep. Uh, I think it's a great concept. The execution's a little lacking. I think I'm with you on context would be important. Uh, hey, if you... Yeah, like it's like it's, if they filtered out the, the anomalies, right, mm-hmm. then they'd see that I have 32 hours of Billy Joel, 28 hours of Tool... 22 hours of brand new 20 hours of Weezer like that's that seems contextually more important where are you seeing that that part where it tells you like how much time you listen to the artists that's it at the bottom of my thing are you on the phone or are you on the I'm on the site oh okay I didn't add it to my your Apple music no I'm just on the site interesting yeah I think the other problem for this too is that it's a, a little inconsistent and then and then the the personal top 10 albums. So like uh, the Teal album by Weezer, Trench by 21 Pilots, um, Reanimation by Linkin Park. That's a good Bank album. On, Bank on the Future, uh, Bank on the Funeral by Matt Mason and uh, the the Crow uh, soundtracker in my top 10. Oh, there it is. Okay, yeah. Go back in time. Let's see if 2018 is more relevant. You listened to 39 artists so far. Oh, okay, so it's actually so this is this is a again another kind of criticism for this. This the website way better than just adding this to your Apple Music uh, list and just running away screaming. Um, this does this does pretty cool. All right, it's 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 better on the website. Yeah, and and yeah, it's I, I'm I'm fine with it. It's but it's it's just mm. Spotify does it better still. Okay. Well, we can only hope. I don't use Spotify. I know so you I don't. I just, know. I, every time I showed this to somebody who didn't have Apple Music, Spotify has been doing this since like launch day and they do it way better. I was like, oh, okay. Well, I'll look for that. Uh, but curious, uh, listener, to hear what uh, what came up on your top songs. And maybe if you have anything in common with us, uh, we continue to bond over our music. I would again recommend checking out intro.thatcanner.com, hear about what our top five albums were. And learn a little bit about us. That was a pretty cool uh, experiment. So, hey, Apple, you tried. I appreciate it. Anything anyone has to add? No. Oh, shit. I do. Hey, Brian. This completely slipped my mind. But obviously, uh, right now, every streaming service is is fighting for my time right now. Right? Apple Apple TV Plus wants me to watch For All Mankind. Right? Mm -hmm. Disney wants me to watch The Mandalorian. And Netflix. Netflix surprised me today. By saying, hey, come watch season three of the toys that made us. Oh, that dropped today? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, My Little Pony, and Professional Wrestling. Well, I'm going to be up till 6 a.m. I haven't watched any of these yet, but I already recommend you watch them, listener. (laughs) This show is awesome. And I got to be honest, I love Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm really excited for the My Little Pony episode. I don't give a shit about My Little Pony, but if they can make me care about Hello Kitty, I'm probably going to love My Little Pony. I had a ton of those wrestling guys. Right? This show is fantastic. I don't, again, I haven't watched a millisecond of footage for this season, and I'm already, I'm already endorsing it. All right. It's already on there. 
Ryan, anything I'm in. anything you had added to about this? Why no, I haven't watched it yet. No. See, I'm excited about it's on it's on the list. Uh, way up top of the bottom top of the list wait, there. The top of the bottom. Which one was it? Oh, it was the top. It was the top. It is definitely ahead of Doctor Who. When when is uh when am I spending three and a half hours watching uh all the good movie? All the when good is that? movie? You mean the yeah, Irish the good one? movie? Yeah, that one. Oh. I think it drops on Netflix the end of this month. Like in like two weeks. <clears throat> I'm assuming that the limited theatrical release won't affect us well, here. Well, I think like Philadelphia and New York. I mean, right? not unless you want to probably drive to Philly. There you go. Why there's not a train linking uh, New York to Philly via Allentown, I don't giant miss. You would think. Oh, well. All right, listeners, one last thing before we leave. Keep your eyes peeled to our social media because we're going to announce what movie won the Patreon vote this month for us to go see. I'm not liking my chances right now because it really looks like Playing With Fire is going to win. Oh, I'm hoping it's Playing With Fire. <laughs> yeah, I really hope not. Hey, but now that we that AMC uh, experience that you've seen about Bobber, we can all go together and you'll buy a ticket for me so I can't, you know, renege on this. So, oh, well. All right. Well, listener, thank you so much for listening to us, making us your walk around your neighborhood or your drive to work. Hope you have yourself a wonderful week, and we will see you on the next episode. Well, welcome to the club because you are that kind of nerd. I would just like the record to reflect that today I do have a seltzer. So order is restored to the podcast. I'm drinking my Polis. Life is fine. Exciting. Well, I don't have any. I do not care for your blue blay. It was not very good. I love Michael yeah, Bublé, but... The we've already just established how bad your tastes are. Well, we obviously established that you need to secure the shit on your desk. And that's That was under my desk. Oh, well, Brian oh, throws around a whole, like, you know, midget underneath his desk. Fixed it. That's my shredder. Wow. How far the uh, the leader of the foot has fallen. All right. Yeah. If this is your first I got time- the joke. It just wasn't funny. I threw this topic into the the notes here, thing that you two would probably enjoy because I have never seen uh, McGruber. Uh, and you are completely mistaken I, on my part. Oh no! Yeah. You guys haven't seen McGruber? No. Well, then we don't Get care about the this. TV show. Goodbye. I thought I was the only one who hadn't seen it. I haven't freaking enjoyed SNL since freaking Chris Kattan left. So I got a little oh, bit of Chris a... Kattan was terrible. Yeah, that's a no. Very I'm just odd saying that's the time made. period. Oh okay, but it's still that's like, a still a weird. That's a weird when actor left, to anchor the... The anchor is the fact that it's not that he left and the show became shit. Is him and that entire cast uh, that was... A, he was a part of, like, what? Will Ferrell. Will, Will Ferrell. And when they, when that cast was done, like... It, it, I think CJ's trash, just saying trash. that Will Ferrell would have been a better benchmark. That would have been a way better benchmark, I'd say. When Will Ferrell but left. Will, but Will Ferrell left after Catan. And the thing about it is Will Ferrell alone with uh, the rest of the cast being crappy... Not that good. Will Ferrell alone cannot save that entire thing. He may be the best part of it. I'm just saying. Josh, I appreciate you understand what I was getting at. Yeah, My I point still stands. No, I okay. don't want to tell him he's right, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, Brian, I just gave you credit to, with your beautiful quote. and That doesn't mean I'm allowed to say you're right. Contractually obligated to make sure you're always wrong. Brian, I would love it if you and the missus would come over for some homemade jambalaya. Well, I mean, it has been a while since we've been out of the house. It's a lot of... Uh, share your Netflix password with other people. Why would I do that? Yeah, there we go. Let's see it.